Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we're in our 21st year uh, right now. And this program is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions. And today we're talking about how you can be a younger you. While chronological age can only move in one direction, you also have a biological age, which scientists can measure by assessing how your genes are expressed through epigenetics. It's exciting. It's first-of-its-kind research that shows your bioage can actually move in reverse. And Dr. Cara Fitzgerald's groundbreaking rigorous clinical pilot trial proved that it is possible. By eating delicious foods and establishing common-sense lifestyle, study participants reduced their bioage by just over three years and only eight weeks. Now we're talking to Dr. Cara Fitzgerald. She has recently released her brand new book, Younger You, reduce your age, reduce your bio age, and live longer, better. Okay, Dr. Kara Fitzgerald, ND, IFMPC, is the first ever recipient of the 2018 Emerging Leadership Award from the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute in recognition of her work on DNA. As a leading voice in the intersection of nutrition, epigenetics, and aging, Dr. Fitzgerald's work has been featured in media outlets such as Prevention Magazine, Fast Company, MSN, Everyday Health, and many more. She received her doctorate from the National University of Natural Medicine. She's on the faculty of the Institute for Functional Medicine and is an IFM certified practitioner with a clinical practice in Newtown, Connecticut. Welcome, Dr. Fitzgerald. Thank you, Patricia. Just, uh, I'm thrilled to be with you today. Oh, good. All right. So let's talk about a couple of things. You're saying that it's not your genetics that determines your age and your level of health. It's your epigenetics. Explain that. Yeah, sure. So scientists have been chasing the gene that ages us for a long, long, long time. There are some interesting prospects out there, but there's definitely no shoe-in longevity gene. Um, you know, there. So genetics are the DNA that we have can influence us in the aging journey, but not significantly. Estimates mm-hmm. put it at maybe twenty to thirty percent at best. That means that. It's our lifestyle, what we're eating, how we're living, that has far, far more influence on gene expression and longevity, uh, you know, than the genes themselves. Which is so important. But how do we, how does the DNA tie into this um, in terms of influencing our epigenetic expression? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. So at the interface of our DNA and our life, our, how we're experiencing our life, what we're eating, our stress load, et cetera, is something called the epigenome. Uh, epi is above, and genome, of course, refers to our DNA. So it's above the DNA. Our life experiences are translated. This is kind of complex, but they're translated into biochemical marks, like little molecules that get in there and influence what genes are turned on and what genes are turned off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we can get in there. So our, we can make choices that either favorably or negatively influence our epigenome. Again, influencing what genes are turned on and what genes are turned off. I mean, Really, the DNA is somewhat inert. It's, it's, it's just kind of hanging out there in the middle of the uh, nucleus of each cell, kind of waiting to be turned on or not. It's almost like the hardware of a computer. And yes. the epigenome is like the software. It gets in there and you know, determines if we've got good programs on or if we're really bugged and have viruses. And, you know, it just, it, it, it's what puts the face to the gene expression, if you will. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Interesting. So let's talk about kind of in practical terms. What are some of the foods and lifestyle choices that most affect this? And and explain this word, DNA methylation. Yes, DNA methylation. Yes. Okay. Uh, so first I'll define DNA methylation. So when I said that the epigenome is uh, the biochemical um, molecule, you know, that land on or around our DNA and influence the expression, one of the key or best studied molecule is um, a methyl group or DNA methylation. So a methyl, it's just a, it, it's just a biomolecule, the little molecule that gets planted on uh, different genes uh, and will influence whether whether that gene is or not. So a methyl group is just a carbon with three hydrogens. These are ubiquitous. These molecules, these these elements are ubiquitous in nature, and I think you know our body uses methyl groups all over the place for you know yes. regulating gene expression, but also for you know detoxing, for making certain neurotransmitters, etc. We use these methyl groups kind of as ubiquitously and all of the time, you know, in the same way we sort of use oxygen. It's not a, quite an exact analogy, but it just gives you a sense. You know, obviously we're not going to be living without oxygen. And likewise, these methyl groups are extremely important and ubiquitous in our bodies. So we make these methyl groups and our body will place them down with different enzymes onto, the, onto our genes. And when there are a lot of methyl groups sort of crowding uh, a promoter region of a gene, that gene's not able to be turned on or it's not able to be Mm -hmm. turned on as readily. Conversely, we can have genes that have little to no methyl groups and those genes are able to be turned on and the proteins that they code for are able to be expressed. We have enzymes that put the methyl groups down. We have enzymes that take them off and there are certain nutrients that will influence that. Uh, and I can speak to it. I can actually speak to the positive and the negative, but I just want to pause for a second yeah, in case you have any yeah, questions. I, I think what's so important is, I, I mean, people, I think a lot of us get confused because there's so many um, food, the food groups are there, but so many times we hear, this is what you should eat, this is going to help you, and then on the, in the next breath you'll hear, well, no, it's really not good for you. So I think it's confusing yeah. for people, and I think my question is, does it depend upon your chemistry? Uh, for, some pe- for some people, uh, they're allergic to or they can't eat a wheat, right, or a gluten, or dairy. Or, uh, so I guess my question is, how do we know which foods work for us, particularly if we may have had some allergies or some sensitivities uh, to food? Yeah, that's a great, great question, Patricia. I actually cover the various um, diets that people are using. Of course, we've got a, you know, a large clinic practice here, and we're prescribing all sorts of therapeutic diets for people with allergies and sensitivities and intolerances. We're doing that all of the time. The cool thing about this program is that you can layer it in. You can layer the principles and you can layer the nutrients into whatever dietary pattern you're using. Um, you don't. So, so if you've got a wheat intolerance, if you have celiac or, you know, if you don't tolerate gluten for, you know, because mm-hmm. you have a sensitivity to it, by all means, you do not want to put expose it to your body. That Mm -hmm. pro-inflammatory response that's generated isn't good for genetic expression. So I wouldn't look at this diet and say, oh, I have to absolutely eat, you know, 100% this pattern. You know, if, for example, you're allergic, you know, to eggs, we do recommend, Mm -hmm. we used eggs in our study. We had our participants eat eat eggs, and obviously we only recruited individuals who could tolerate eggs. But if you've got an egg allergy, yes, absolutely, you know, you can't consume them. Um, But the good thing is we call them epinutrients because they influence the epigenetic expression. There are a lot of foods that do that, and we've got an extensive appendix in the in the back of all the known epinutrients that we were able to find in the scientific literature right up until time of publication. It's about 30 pages long. I've got no Mm -hmm. doubt that people will be able to layer the principles of this program Mm -hmm. into whatever pattern 
um, their, yeah. you know, their eating. Tell us about the study that you did and the people that you found and, and how and their process of going through the study. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, were fortunate enough to be given a, a grant. It's, it's, you know, it's not a small undertaking conducting um, clinical research. So we were given a grant to, to work with the HealthGot Institute and conduct a randomized control trial. Um, it's, a, it's considered a pilot study, so it's, it's smaller in number. And, you know, just in case I don't mention it later, we are, we've been given approval to continue to research with a larger design. So in this initial study, this was kind of a proof of concept study, we looked at middle-aged men. So we wanted to do, we wanted to look, so in aging, gene expression tends to get imbalanced, you know, sort of after our 40s or really, you know, Mm -hmm. like middle age, there are classic imbalances that really start to appear. And we wanted to look at that population. But we didn't want people who were sick. You know, we wanted healthy people understanding mm-hmm. that they're going to, as part of the aging journey, have some of these imbalances. Right. Um, so we looked at middle-aged men. We had 18 in our study group and 20 in our control group. Um, we didn't include women. And I'm a, you know, I'm a principal investigator and I'm a woman, obviously. I want to be looking at women. But if we had brought women in, the some of them would be premenopausal, some of them would be perimenopausal, and some of them would be postmenopausal. Mm-hmm. And that hormone fluctuation within that time um, would require lar- much larger numbers to be able to kind of tease out that influence. And we just weren't able to do it um, given the smaller size of this initial study. So now on our second journey out, uh, and I can talk about how people can access that later, or you know, our second study. Um, we are absolutely including women. We're including all age groups. We're including people with different um, diagno- diagnoses. So it's mm-hmm. just wide open for anyone who wants to join us. Uh, so we, and I want to say that it was an eight-week intervention. We used yeah. the what we call the Younger You Intensive Program, which is a diet and lifestyle program. Uh, and we took measurements. So we, we took measurements of DNA methylation. We looked at epigenetic expression as well as some, as some other markers. Like we looked at cholesterol and triglycerides and, uh, we looked at blood sugar and so forth at the baseline and at the end of the study. Um, nutritionists from my practice, I have a large nutrition program and, and quite a few nutrition interns here, uh, nutrition, nutritionists met with the study participants weekly to make sure that they were adhering to the study protocol and helping them with recipes or source food mm-hmm. and, you know, any kind of support that they needed. Um, we, they also supported them in the exercise prescription and, and so forth, but in a very sort of study-approved way. So they weren't coaching yeah. them and cheerleading them. How did they? How did the participants respond? Um, did they like going through the process? Did they find it was challenging? Um, did it depend upon the person? Um, did they find they had to change their programs radically from what they were doing? What did you? What did you find? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I can tell you a couple of things. Again, these guys were healthy, and the program yeah. was pretty involved. So it took us a while to recruit. Uh, to get our all of our participants, um, some some folks would apply. Some guys would apply to be study participants, and they would say, "Oh, this is too involved for me. I'm not interested." Or maybe they weren't healthy enough. Um, mm-hmm. So we ended up needing to recruit, you know, from gyms. And I'm a naturopathic physician. We looked at the at, at people who were who were visitors at the naturopathic medical center, like. And so people who were already somewhat health savvy were drawn to this study. They were a little bit, perhaps, you know, they were aware of epigenetics or at least somewhat aware of uh, gene expression. And so they were excited. I think for the most part, the people who participated were were pretty excited to do it. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that they, so a lot of them had a, a foundational sort of healthy eating pattern. We didn't get, we didn't recruit from the fast food set. 
Um, they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have been in middle age. If you're still eating half fast food, you're probably not sufficiently healthy to be able to do it. So yeah. for some people, I think it was a significant jump uh, in dietary changes. For a lot of them, it was, you know, it was fine tuning it. People, I think even those of us who are eating really well, um, the idea of eating for gene expression is new. So even the most savvy of our participants were sort of educated to those nutrients. And that's that's really the unique attribute of the program. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I'm sure that a lot of them followed it afterwards, right? They didn't just stop after the eight weeks. Yeah, that's right. So the ones that we're still in touch with, and I wish, honestly, I wish I had designed the program to um, enable me to stay in touch with them for the long haul, but um, we didn't build that into the into the structure. In fact, it would have been fun to continue to measure their epigenetic age over time. Um, but yes, yeah, that's the feedback that I've been given that it's, you know, it, it, it prompted a fundamental change in, in how they're eating. A lot of them were Wonderful. already exercisers, um, mm-hmm. but we did, so we had an exercise component, a meditation component. We um, also uh, wanted people to sleep. We wanted them to sleep as well as possible, and so we would give some sleep hygiene tips. We wanted them to hit about yeah. seven hours. Uh, yeah. And I think certainly the meditation piece really influenced in the long term some of the participants. Uh, the exercise, most of them were already active. In fact, mm-hmm. some of the participants had to dial it back a little bit interestingly enough. Well, interesting. All right, we're going to continue this right after the break. We're going to take a break, and we're going to talk more about this incredible book and study called Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer Better by Dr. Kara Fitzgerald. She's the first ever recipient of the 2018 Emerging Leadership Award from the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute in recognition of her work on DNA methylation. Uh, As a leading voice in the intersection of nutrition, epigenetics, and aging, Dr. Fitzgerald's work has been featured in many media outlets, including Prevention Magazine, Fast Company, MSN, and Everyday Health. And she received her doctorate from the National University of Natural Medicine and is on the faculty of the Institute for Functional Medicine and is an IFM certified practitioner with a clinical practice in Newtown, Connecticut. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about um, this whole program that can help you reduce your age by up to three years and maybe even longer. And this is a a pilot program that she had done. It's a groundbreaking study that shaped three years off of subjects age in just eight weeks. And we'll talk about the specific foods and more about the program right after the break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Danis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public system and offer insight on what needs to be changed. Let's Reinvent School. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we are talking to Dr. Kara Fitzgerald, and her brand new book is Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer and Better. This book is based on the groundbreaking study that shaved three years off of subjects' age in just eight weeks. It's a proven accessible plan to prevent diseases and reduce your biological age. And Kara Fitzgerald is the first ever recipient of the 2018 Emerging Leadership Award from the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute in recognition of her work on DNA methylation. And she's a leading voice in the intersection of nutrition, epigenetics, and aging. And her work has been featured in many media outlets. Welcome back, Dr. Fitzgerald. Thanks. It's great to be okay. with you today, Patricia. Yeah, good. Let's talk about um, the the food, the program. You know, what is good for you? What's helping you with epigenetics? What is increasing it? What is not? What foods are no nos? What foods are great? I know people love mm-hmm. to know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there's going to be some familiar components. Uh, we know that a high sugar diet is horrible for longevity and um, epigenetics. Uh, I think that's been, you know, very potently demonstrated in animals, and um, there's research in humans as well. Uh, So the diet is not high in simple sugars. Um, In fact, we wanted people to get into a little bit of what we're calling background ketosis, which means that your body is using more fat as fuel, and you produce the byproduct of that called ketones or ketone bodies. Mm -hmm. And those ketones are uh, being recognized for their ability to favorably influence gene expression. We also know that ketones are anti-inflammatory and, you know, they're, they're, they're great for uh, brain health and, you know, all sorts of other reasons. So it's, the diet is low glycemic, it's keto leaning. We prescribe a modest intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating window, so it's just simply 12 hours on and 12 hours off. Nothing, you know, nothing too aggressive there. Um, and it's, you know, it's very plant-forward, but it's not vegan or vegetarian. We do, mm-hmm. in the book, have a vegan version for those folks who are vegans or vegetarians, uh, but we have it studied that. So we published on the full program, which does include some animal uh, food components. Mm-hmm. People, this is a very vegetable forward. So front and center, you're going to be eating a lot of veggies and um, specifically greens. So we want people to have a couple cups of, you know, green leafies. There's loads of them. We have a huge list of what you can choose from. Uh, cruciferous veggies are featured prominently uh, in the program. And then we want you to have additional colorful veggies. And again, there's loads of those that we recommend. I, you know, we've got this huge nutrient appendix. So people will be able to eat for their um, epigenome, for genetic expression, you know, with every forkful if they choose. They really can. Um, there are no grains in this eight-week intensive. That doesn't mean that one has to avoid grains forever, but just in this eight week, if people want to come in and mimic what we did in our study, they there are no grains, no legumes or beans in this chunk of the program. Um, and the only reason for that is, uh, A, the potential to increase blood sugar, and we wanted to really be paying attention to that. You know, B, some people react to beans and legumes that can cause gastric distress for even, you know, for a smaller percentage, they might be a little bit pro-inflammatory. Same with grain. So we just, for this period of time, pull them out. Uh, and then there's an everyday version that we transition folks onto that, you know, allow for both of them. I do want to say that I think there's a place, especially for beans and legumes in our regular diet. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we want folks to have beets, just a couple, small uh, beets daily. Pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds um, are fabulous epinutrients. 
and then, you know, these, these polyphenols, so these um, chemicals found in plants, we want people to get extra servings of those. Um, that can be turmeric or curcumin found in turmeric, or it can be um, the numerous polyphenols, including EGCG and green tea, um, mm-hmm. or, you know, the various polyphenols and berries and so forth. So we want them to get extra servings of those, but again, there's many, many. It's very I, I easy to ask, get that. I just want to ask you about the animal protein. If mm-hmm. um, it Does it need to be organic or, um, you know, without antibiotics? So we did not prescribe organic to our study participants. Uh, When you put that kind of limit on a program, you have to supply the food also. uh, And just that would have been cost prohibitive. What we say is we want people and we want everybody to be able to do this. And not everyone has access to organic. So our, you know, just do the best you can get the cleanest source of animal protein that you can. It's really not difficult to get um, animal protein these days that hasn't been given um, antibiotics, but it can be prohibitive to get organic. So do the best you can. If you're not able to buy organic produce, you know, I just recommend a a vinegar uh, soak and rinse to remove as much as possible. Um, so, so really, this is available for all of us. I think it's important for all of us, so you just do the best you can in that arena. We do want people to, uh, it's not a heavy animal protein program, but it is, you know, there is some there. And we do want people, ideally, if they're willing, a few times a week, so just three times a week, to have a serving, a three-ounce serving of, of liver. Mm-hmm. That is, again, something we want to be as clean as possible. There are some people who are saying, no way, I am so not eating liver. I'll say, A, we've got some really amazing recipes if you're a cook. But mm-hmm. B, you can actually take liver capsules. And I, I was going to ask you that. That there. was my next question yeah. is, could you yeah. take the capsules? Yeah. You could absolutely take the capsules. And in the, and in the back of the book, there's a handful of companies that I think are yeah. doing a really yeah. good job. You just want to be yeah. mindful that you're yeah. not taking a defatted form, you know, because it's the fat in the liver that has some of those amazing nutrients. So you want it desiccated, so dried, not defatted, and you just want a clean source. And I think that's, that's pretty yeah. readily accessible. People can go to Amazon or any big box, you know, real, have, re, realtor and yeah, find it. which is great. I have a question about eggs because there's such a controversy about, you know, eating only the egg white and not the egg yolk. And I, in your book, you, you use the whole egg. Talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a mistake. I think I think, you know, it's amazing to me that that controversy is still humming along. Um, I don't think that there's any validity. I think it's been roundly debunked at this point. We, the, the, the yolk is essential for so many reasons. Um, you know, let me count the ways. It's rich in something, it's a, an, a very important epinutrient called choline. Um, so we absolutely want people to be eating five to ten eggs per week. So again, it's not a daily thing, but we need to work on making sure our bodies have enough choline. Choline is called a conditionally essential nutrient because we're able to make it in our bodies, but a lot of us do so very, very inefficiently. So we need our choline sources. If you are allergic to eggs or if you're a vegan, uh, chances are you need to supplement with choline. It's just really mm-hmm. that important. So yeah. there are there are recommendations, again, in yeah. the book for where uh, one can... Uh, Good. I think another real controversy is cheese. I mean, there have been authors that write books about don't eat cheese because it has so much saturated fat, more than butter, and you become addicted. What's your feeling about cheese? You know, I have to say, um, as a as a physician, um, dairy. You know, those casein proteins. Yeah. Are you know, commonly pretty bad actors for people. Um, And so we need to look and gauge our tolerance uh, and certainly in in many cheeses that those casein proteins are, you know, fairly in fairly high concentration. Um, So, you know, dairy, the particular 
cow, bovine uh, cheese, and, and you know products in general can um, wreak inflammatory havoc on many people. Many people. So we need to establish that our bodies don't mount an inflammatory response. And you know, I talk about how we can do that in the book. How you can do sort of a little bit of an elimination. Uh, trial using the program and then gauge how you react after you finish the program and you start reintroducing things. If you reintroduce foods, just one uh, food group at a time, and then you give yourself a little bit of time. There's, in fact, there's a tracking sheet for symptoms one can use in the book. You'll be able to see how your body responds. If you have absolutely no symptoms, you know, if you're fine, if you don't know any, notice any itchy skin, runny nose, constipation, et cetera, headaches, uh, if you don't, then I think you can have a modest amount, you know, maybe a, a, a half serving to a serving a day. Um, but if you, and if you tend to get addicted, just like you said, certainly I've mm. seen that. I mean, honestly, I love cheese and, mm. you know, I just, I keep it at, it, and it doesn't seem to, dairy does not seem to be particularly impactful on me physically, so I do allow a little bit of it if I'm not right. following the intensive part of our program, but I, I keep it to a minimum. And, you know, I think probably for most of us, that's the uh, correct path. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to people who, you know, aren't on your program, and certainly you can give out the information if people want to apply to be in another study, but just some general rules for all of us who are aging and would like to, you know, like to age down a little bit rather than age up, just some general yeah. things. Well, I would, I would just eat an epinutrient-rich diet. Well, first of all, I would say this. If you can do our eight-week program, do it. Just do it. The book lays it out really clearly. There's shopping lists and recipes and all sorts of stuff. And it talks about the, you know, rationale for our approach. So if you can actually do it, do it. If you need help doing it, our digital program will walk you through with nutritionists and everything that you need to do, even the epigenetic tests that we used in our participants, you can access through our digital program. So that's, that would be my first suggestion. If this feels overwhelming to you, however, you know, the nutrient appendix is giant. It's 30 pages. Go into it. Look at all the different foods. Highlight those that you know that you can eat. Um, there's ones that you're already eating, so keep going. There's ones that you can add. Just bring in as many epinutrients into your, into your diet as possible. Um, after that, I want to say that pay attention to stress. I mean, stress is gasoline on the fire of aging. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it really, really is. And um, it's, a, it's, it's pro-aging when we're highly stressed out. So we prescribed a modest relaxation uh, response protocol to our participants, just an easy meditation. We prescribed 10 minutes twice a day. So that's outlined in the book. Um, and there's all sorts of other ways that one can de-stress. Uh, meditation shows just one um, episode of meditation has favorable changes to gene expression. So in an unpracticed meditator, we don't have to be monks on the mountain in the monastery. Mm -hmm. We can just start doing it, and we don't have to be perfect. However... And this is true for the whole program. If you're consistent with the program, then you're going to really get the most bang for your buck. So practice meditators are biologically younger. It's just really cool. So are those who do yoga. So are folks who do Tai Chi, you know, and on and on. So whatever you do to de-stress, you know, do it. Take it, you know, take yeah. it seriously. It was a big aha for That's me. Important. Yeah, particularly now with, you know, what's going on with COVID and there's so much uncertainty yeah. that there's anxiety for everybody. Yeah, what yeah. we're going to do is take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Dr. Fitzgerald more about what we can do. We started talking about um, exercise and certainly stress management, but we'll talk more about that. We'll talk about exercise and sleep, more things that you can do and more about um, this incredible program. Um, which is a brown, brown, groundbreaking study that shaved three years off of subjects' age in just eight weeks. And so you can take the, the test and you can do the program um, by getting the book, Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer Better by Dr. Kara Fitzgerald.
And um, that when we come back now, Dr. Fitzgerald, is there any, um, where can people find you if they're interested in being part of your next program? The easiest way is to go to the book website, and that's just youngeryouprogram.com. You can, uh, and it's the app, it's the digital program. So you'll see at youngeryou.com where you can order the book, you know, at any major uh, book retailer. And then you'll also see the digital program, which we're calling 3YY for three years younger. So click on the digital program, and that will bring you to um, signing up for either, you know, you don't have to participate in the in the, in the research. You can just sign up as a regular participant for the app, um, or you can actually be in the research arm. The research arm will entail you fill out, you know, some paperwork, just making sure you understand that you're in a research study and so forth. There's a little more um, data collection in the research arm, but, um, you know, we'll, we're, we're very appreciative of anybody who's willing to let us look at Wonderful. their, you know, changes to biological age. Um, okay. So that is that younger you program. Let me also mm-hmm. say one more really cool thing about um, this website. You can take a, bio, a, a biological age subjective assessment. So it's not measuring the DNA expression as, as you can do if you jump into our app, um, but it's a, biolog- it's a questionnaire where we'll, we'll ask you specifically about your diet and your lifestyle habits to get an idea how fast you're aging, and you can do that for free. That's just youngeryouprogram.com slash B-A-S-A. And you'll take it online, and then we'll send you your results, and you can look and see at your, you know, your results where you're, you know, in the negative, so you're anti-aging or where, the, mm-hmm. where you're pro-aging. And so you can look at the outcome of your score and see what you need to work on. I will okay. admit for me... Like generally, I'm I'm younger biologically by about four years using our questionnaire, which is great. But I can see that I'm sitting too much at my desk. Like there's very clear guidance for what I yeah. need to do. So I, I love right. it. Oh, wonderful. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with Dr. Fitzgerald. She's the first ever recipient of the 2018 Emerging Leadership Award from the Personal Lifestyle Medicine Institute in recognition of her work on DNA methylation. And she's a leading voice in the intersection of nutrition, epigenetics, and aging. And her book is Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer Better. We'll be back with Dr. Fitzgerald right after the break, right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your health care needs and reputable health care experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we are talking to Dr. Kara Fitzgerald, and she's the first ever recipient of the 2018 Emerging Leadership Award for the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute in recognition of her work on DNA methylation. She's a leading voice in nutrition, epigenetics, and aging. Her brand new book is Younger You, Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer Better. And it's based on the brown, groundbreaking study that shaved three years off of subjects' age in just eight weeks. It's a proven accessible plan to prevent diseases and reduce your biological age. Welcome back, Dr. Fitzgerald. Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's talk about the rest of your program. Let's talk about sleep and exercise. And you did talk about meditation. You did talk about food and, and nutrition and diet. But let's talk about the other areas of your program. Yes. And we actually prescribed two very simple supplements. So I want to make sure. Actually, let me just talk about those first and get them out of the way. We, sure. we gave folks a green food powder. So just a concentration of those all-important polyphenols. So it's a, it's a concentration of epinutrients, basically. And so we had people take two servings of those a day, organic greens powder. And then we gave people a probiotic, um, a lactobacillus plantarum. Uh, it has been demonstrated to uh, increase production of folate in some studies. Uh, folate, B12 are key epinutrients. Um, we didn't give those in supplement form. We wanted to support um, the body in making their own, like a healthy microbiome will, and we also wanted them to get these important epinutrients through their diet. Uh, so the probiotic we gave them. And I also want to say that a healthy microbiome is essential to a healthy longevity. Um, we're teasing out how significantly the microbiome can regulate um, our gene expression, uh, and it's just incredibly important that we take care of our microbiome, our gut, as much as we're taking care of the rest of our, our body. So we did a probiotic, and we did that green powder with our participants. The exercise prescription was simple. We didn't want people to go crazy. So not exercising is a pro-aging. Like, it absolutely is. Our bodies are designed to move. It's incredibly important that we're moving. However, if you're pushing it, uh, that can be pro-aging also. Um, just for example, I was a competitive athlete in medical school, and I loved it. I'm so glad I did it, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But after every season, I would have sinusitis. I would be sick. Um, it wore me down. You know, I was a little bit immunosuppressed. Uh, and, it, you know, that's a sort of an example of how, you know, overdoing it can tax your body. So for our participants, but what's overdoing it for me is going to be just different for you. It's very individualized. And so in our study, we just prescribed 30 minutes, of a minimum of 30 minutes, five days a week, and we wanted people to achieve 60 to 80% of their perceived exertion. So 60% would be, uh, you know, you're breathing a little bit heavy, but you can still carry on a conversation. You might be uh, sweating just a little bit, and then, you know, that'll increase when up to 80%. So you don't want to go crazy. You don't want to be up at 90 or 95. You just want to be, you know, moving sweating a little. A lot of our participants actually walked. In fact, a couple of the guys started walking um, to work. You know, another, another guy took over, you know, make, making sure the dog was walked um, every day. And, you know, they just they kept it kind of simple. Some of the guys were intense exercisers, and they actually had to dial it back a little for this study, which was awkward for them. But we just wanted it easy and kind of balanced, but certainly it's important. So that's the exercise piece. Mm-hmm. Sleep. You know, I want to just say, for me, I'm a, I'm, I'm a first-time older mom, um, and I've got a toddler at home. And, you know, any parent knows that <laughs> early, you know, in infancy and toddler years, like, your sleep stinks. And I had to work on sleeping like I was training for a marathon. 
Um, it was my weakest link in the overall program. And so I talk a lot about it in the book and the, you know, the basic sleep hacks that I've incorporated to make sure I'm getting enough sleep, even when I'm woken up by my daughter, which I still am, you know, sometimes multiple times per night. Uh, how do I get back to sleep? What do I do? How do I make sure my room is, is, is ready for good sleeping? What my bed's like, the temperature, dark, et cetera, getting to bed on time. That's probably mm-hmm. the biggest piece right there, just getting to bed on time for me so that I have enough time to sleep enough. Um, so exercise, uh, sleep, our supplements, and we talked, about, we talked about meditation. All of these have evidence in the scientific literature, and I cover it in the book, on how they influence epigenetic expression, and, and in particular, DNA methylation, which is one type of epigenetic regulation that we focused on. Um, so all of these are important. Uh, if you're doing, um, you know, if you're making lousy choices in your diet, if you're not moving adequately and so forth, you're going to have a negative net balance on gene expression. Whereas if you're engaging in these things, you know, to the best of your ability, you're going to, you know, you're going to have a favorable influence on gene expression. I think it's relatively straightforward. One one more piece that I want to say, and you brought it up or you alluded to it by asking me if we recommended organic, you know, toxins negatively influence gene expression. There's no great surprise there with that. And so we want folks to, you know, just be mindful of that. And I, and I spent some time, you know, talking about how we can do it uh, without being overbearing, you know, or setting a, you know, a bar that's unattainable or too expensive. Uh, very important. What would you like to leave our listeners with? What is your message for your work so, in the book about younger you? Thank you. Thank you so much for asking. Um, I think that we need to aha on the fact that we can get into the driver's seat of our gene expression. You know, in this country, we're actually aging biologically faster than we are chronologically. You know, on average, the final 16 years of our life in this country is is spent unhealthy. Most of us actually have two significant um, illnesses, and, you know, we're... We're, we're, we're entering into our older years unhealthy. Our quality of life is low. Our health span is low. We might be alive, but maybe we're alive with, um, you know, skilled nursing uh, support or, you know, maybe we're in the hospital. Maybe we're taking many medications, um, but our quality of life is lousy. And I just want to scream from the, you know, the top of the mountain that it does not have to be that that way. In fact, there's an imperative, I think, in this country and, you know, really the world that we change that. So that mm-hmm. would be what my offer to everyone would be. Let's, let's adopt these principles. Let's do it. Let's change our trajectory towards one of vibrant longevity. Yeah. And I want to say about the book, I have the book in my hand. It's, it's, a, it's a very thick book. It's very comprehensive. It has a wonderful eating plan and great recipes. I mean, at least a quarter of the book is recipes, and they're doable, they're easy, um, they're fun, there's chocolate in here for recipes, yeah, there and, is. Yeah. right, there's, there's all kinds of things, so, I mean, there's a lot, and then it, it really does talk about different supplements, and, um, you know, and, and how you can support supplements, and customizing this to your life stage, and your life plan, so, I mean, it's, and it's a lot of research, and also shopping lists, as you said, there are shopping lists here, and there's lots of resources as well. So it, it probably took, how long did it take to write this, to put this all together? Several years? Well, yeah, yes, yeah, it did. I mean, we had this plan in our clinic back in 2016, um, and it was directed towards professionals. So we were using it here in practice. Um, mm-hmm. We started kind of creating the plan back in 2013, and that, you know, thinking about the fact that we needed to consider epigenetic expression through this functional medicine lens. So, uh, and then we created a version that we released as a P, uh, ebook just to uh, professionals. Um, yes. And then it was after our study that we realized we needed to translate this for regular people mm-hmm. that, you know, everyone needed access to it. You know, when we realized how powerful the, the findings were. 
Absolutely. So again, if people, just to repeat, if people are interested in your next groundbreaking study, that it would include women this time, uh, how, do yes. they, how do they get in touch with you? Easy peasy, just go to a younger you, a program. Dot com, youngeryouprogram.com, and you'll see our digital program called 3YY. Click on that, and that will take you where you need to go. Right. And I just want to let people know that you don't have to participate in the, in, the, in the research in order to use our digital program. Our digital program is awesome. It will just will hold your hand through the journey. So for those of you who want that support, it's, uh, it's just a really cool platform that we've created. Okay. All right, and if people want to write to you or find you, do they do that through the website? Yeah, they could access me through youngeryouprogram.com. They can also find me at my clinic and, you know, my podcast. All the other stuff I do is at drcarafitzgerald.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Fitzgerald, for being on the program. I mean, it's been very enlightening, very inspiring. Um, It really has. really has. Oh, that's so great. And it was really fun to talk to you. Thank you. Stay on the line for a minute. I'm just going to close. So again, uh, the book is Younger You, and it's Reduce Your Bio-Age and Live Longer Better by Dr. Kara Fitzgerald. And it's based on this groundbreaking study that shaved three years off the subject's uh, age in just eight weeks with a proven accessible plan to prevent disease and reduce biological age. All right. You've been listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. If you'd like to find me, you'll find me at patriciaraskin.com. You can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com to get a copy of my monthly newsletter to see all these wonderful guests that I have on the program each week. And if you're interested in doing your own podcast so that you can get your positive message out, I can help you with that too since I've interviewed about 5,000 people in many decades of doing this work. And again, that's Patricia. Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. And you can find me also on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Until next time, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.